WNT9 Talk Radio, King Henry. We back with another segment of the black woman. Is she living in the image of the beast or the image of herself? And today we have a wonderful sister by the name of Ashanti and Zynga. Shanti on the line with us today. Peace, goddess. How you doing? Peace, God. How are you? I am wonderful all as well. Happy New Year. Thank you. Same to you. Same to you. Uh, I found I found it interesting to uh, you know, reach out to you via Facebook. Um, might sound weird, but um, I didn't go too far into you know, your post, but I did see that you were um, consciously aware. So I said, let me highlight this goddess and get her take on uh, and her views on is, is the black woman living in her image or is she living in the image of the Caucasian? That's a, a loaded question and compounded and beautifully made. Um, the black woman, I can only speak for me because I am on a different vibration than most. Mm. But I can say I have trying to climb the corporate ladder and having to submit to the politics of what was in and what was acceptable. And I know a lot of black women can fall victim to that for sure. Right. Now, but I'll, go ahead. So you saying because of the climb to the corporate ladder that had a lot to do with, uh, you know how you conducted your 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 image. Correct. For me, it, it was um, almost um, subjected upon me that I had to. Like mm. I didn't have a choice. Wow. And that was my life in the early nineties, mid nineties. Yeah, that was my life. And just trying to create this image that was acceptable to corporate America. Wow. That's actually um, something I've, um, as a black masculine, that's something I've experienced, um, you know, with a few of uh, consorts that I've had in my lifetime. Um, You know, I've always felt very uncomfortable with it. But at the same time, I, you know, I tried my best to, you know, uh, uh, you know, stay supportive. But it gets to a point where it's like um, you're not going to always work there, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, to, to me, if I felt like, you know, the the uh, the woman that I was in a relationship with, she kind of lost, you know, uh, I would say a portion of her. I don't know soul, but maybe spirit. She lost a portion of her, her her spirit when she gave, you know, much of it to that that workforce in that in that regards to her image. It's definitely a spirit snatcher for sure, um, and you have to align yourself, align your mental, your thinking. Hmm. Um, some people was it was a driving force, especially before the, the millennium. Then they started doing these people practices within companies, right. but it was our it was the company's way or no way at all. 
So it a lot has changed, but and also with that change allowed me to come into my uh, absolute absolute highest self. And I am wearing the natural hair now. And the funny story is, uh, I probably wouldn't have not done it as soon as I've done it if I hadn't picked up and moved over to Europe for a year. Um, long story short, there was no, uh, as, they, as the, the British call it, um, uh, African salonist, saloonist, or whatever the case they call it. I can't remember to this, to this day. Um, <laughs> but there's no way for me to get my hair tossed and, and fried and laid to the side over there in Europe. So I had to cut it, chop it all off, and do wear it natural. And it was unbelievably um, the best thing that I could have done in my life. Wow, you said you chopped it all off. I did. To start that lock journey, I had to get rid of all the processed hair. So you're saying that um, you was in Europe and you got an inspiration while in Europe to go natural? Indeed, again, long and short of it, I felt my spiritual self because, number one, I'm outside of my comfort zone. Right. And I had a spiritual revelation. And you can call it Britney Spears before Britney Spears did it. But I said, I want all this off of me. I want, all, I want, I want none of this to do. I want nothing to do with this stuff anymore. And I cut it in like a liberation moment. And, uh, yeah. Wow. It was so freeing. It was so freeing, you know, uh, metaphysically. Every time one strand of hair dropped, it was like one thing left off my shoulder. Wow. It, it, I, I can write a book about it. But, yeah, that was my spiritual journey into where I'm in now. That started it, kick-started it, for sure. Wow. Do you think that, um, I mean, of course, women relay their hair as a strong part of their beauty. Um, do you think most women who don't even see their hair anymore or show their hair anymore, do you think that there is anything, um, emotionally or psychologically going on to the point where women, black women in general are under attack and don't even realize it? <clears throat> you sound like it's so recent. It's always been, mm. um, and again, I keep I can attribute all this to my experience over in Europe. You know, women has been uh, black women have been um, frowned upon about how they wear their hair, the natural styles, and things of that nature. And then I go over into Europe, and I found I found me an, uh, a salon that did locks. It took me a while to find them, um, and when nothing but British white women they're getting weave, wow. getting sewing. Wow. I swear for goodness, I can't make none of this up. And I walked in like I was like a kid in the candy store with my eyes <laughs> wide open. Like, are you kidding me? Wow. Oh, this has been a fake fraud. Wow. <laughs> so black, black women out here get these weeds and all that. White women get it too. Right, right, right. Okay, so it's just something else. And uh, it was good to step out of my comfort zone and see things from a different perspective. And when I got back home, I swear to goodness, I was so happy to get back home from Europe. I was happy to get back home mm. to the States, but it just made me want to stamp my passport some more. So I made my way over to Africa, a couple of different places, Jamaica, pretty much all in that same year, mm. that same year following. Because I did a year over in um, Europe. 
Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Now, you said you went to Africa. What part of Africa uh, did you go? Senegal. And I had a brother over there that welcomed me in and uh, toured me around. Uh, I felt safe. Absolutely. Mm. When you went to Africa, because you said when you went to Europe, there was some strong inspiration that wind up guiding you to get more in tune with yourself. When you went to Africa, did you have any experiences that gave you similar um, inspirations? I can't call it like that. And I, I think I know exactly where you're, you're flowing to. Um, all I can say is I felt home. That experience in Europe helped me shake a lot of demons that I was taught mm. and learned to, to, <clears throat> to reteach myself some things. So by the time I got over to Africa, like I said it was a brother over there that I was uh, communicating with a lot uh, online and things of that nature. I felt at home. I felt like he got me ready for that trip. So if anything, um, the biggest piece was bliss and feeling bliss for the second time in my life when I stepped foot in Africa. Like in a total full body from head to toe blissful moment. And it's almost um, spiritual. I guess mm. it's an equivalent from what people say call the the Holy Ghost. <laughs> right. That's what right. bliss is. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you, you said um, just a minute ago, you said that there was, let me try to recall what you, you said there was some things that you experienced that were different from what you already was taught and it gave you a new journey. You didn't use those words, but you said something like that. I want to make sure we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about when I was over in Europe. When you went to Africa, there was, <coughs> did you say that there was some things that you had already taught? You was already taught um, pre-Africa, but when you got to Africa, you embraced some things that maybe perhaps you never even knew about? Oh, many things. Many things were embraced for sure. But I want to say that many things were not like as a surprising face. It, mm-hmm. it was like going back home after being um, out of the country or by, out of the state for so long. It was like going back home. And I just felt very familiar. Wow. It, it, it almost was like um, I had been there before. Right. I can't really explain it in, the, in a space of excitement. Oh my gosh, the first time I don't, I didn't have that emotion. It was like, oh, finally, I'm finally back right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I've studied every other religion, every other, other continent, everything, always saying that, you know what, at some point, one day I'm going to get to Africa. I already know I'm going to get there, but let me study everything else. And that was my other part of my story that I wanted to share. I went chasing everything but home. Mm. And when I finally got home, I was like, I'm tired and I'm ready to stay. Wow. Wow. Indeed. That makes all the sense. You know, uh, um, many of us go go with all of these studies and we'd be going left, right, upside down and... And when we finally just take some time to to, 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 to look into ourselves, we, we I don't know if it's a coincidence that we, we, we're tired by the time we do that or we finally realize this is where I'm supposed to be anyway. There's no coincidence at all because the mind sometimes can outwit itself and say, well, let me just get a little bit more information, a little bit more information. Like literally, and I, I, I think nothing but God is the divinity in me. Mm. My brain shut down for wow. like a week. 
strong where I can give you the equivalent of comatose. Mm. Um, what the psychiatry field will call um, culture shock. Culture shock. Wow. I can't even say it right, right now. Oh, that's something right there. But anyway, like I had some culture shock when I got back. And it was kind of weird because I had taken in all this stimuli. And it didn't make no sense at all. And that was nothing but spirits sitting me down and said, listen to me. That's it. Just listen for me. Listen to me. And in that week, oh, my God, I came back out a zinger, a shanti, and no longer uh, the name that I held to high revere because uh, my mother named me Michelle. And it's a pretty unique, very European name. Sounds pretty French. You said Michelle? It's Michelle, and it's spelled N-I-C-H-E. Okay. That's my government name. And I would praise that because I can make it on an interview. You know, I can put my name on a, on an application. Yeah, I kind of maybe even taunted that in my younger days. Mm. And I would praise that name to high ends. And then the Shani brother that I know in Africa, he said, you're so at peace. I'm going to call you Shanti. Shanti. And I just put an A on it just to say Africa with that. Because Shanti mm. can be uh, another... Uh, dialect for another culture. I wanted to make it something so much more Africa than just the average. So, and that's the story on that. Like I, wow, toss my name out the door, and it's a pretty name. I get that a lot, and it's very unique. You won't find another one spelled that way. Wow. But uh, yeah, I toss it out the window because I need to get back home. So we we we're, we we we're in Europe, and we're having this. This, this, uh, you know, this, this experience, outer of body experience, yeah, fine tuning, and then we go ahead to Africa, mm-hmm. and we become in tune with the, with the, with the, the, the most, motherland. the most powerful gift from our ancestors, your, your, your name. Mm-hmm. You become in tune with the name, so you getting all your, your, your points. And just bringing them in, becoming a strong body, a strong goddess, and it's powerful because for me, I always hear people say, um, you know, they went one place or another, or uh, not. You don't, you don't really hear. Okay, I've been to Europe, <laughs> you know, and and this happened, you know. Uh, I think that's that's just amazing that you was able to. Um, you know, uh, have those experiences. Uh, now let me ask you this in regards to other black women, um, that you've encountered. Do, do, uh, black women still have similar or the same relationships with you that, you know, now that they once had with you pre new awareness and consciousness. I can say, out of the many women, I could say maybe a dozen, has accepted my space, my name change, and I'm okay with them slipping up because many of these dozen, half of the dozen, half dozen people I grew up with, and I have over, how old am I? Jeez, <laughs> over 35 years of friendship. Mm. So it'll happen. 
But as long as it comes behind, but oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. I forgot, forgot my mistake. That's what makes it respectable in my book. Right. Right. So ha- has has any of your um, longtime friends uh, tried to pick your brain on, um, you know, any any awareness or, you know, any ancestral understanding? Yes, yes. I want a good, again, out of that strong six, about three is really looking for a change as well. And about three, I've been, everything that I pick up, I'm sending it off to them. So we have our gatherings, you know, especially with this COVID going on uh, via Facebook Messenger chat, the video chat, which is amazing. And um, and it's free because I was losing all my money. We was taking uh, <laughs> right. every month somebody do it differently, uh, pay for it. But anyway, um, right. <clears throat> so, yeah, we have our fun and we get together on uh, Facebook chat video. And we share good practices. And that's all it is, you know, because it's just my story. Because my story can never be the same as someone else's story. No that's doubt. just my journey. Right. You know, and here goes just some, here goes some nuggets. If you pick them up, pick them up. If you can use them, use them. But I can only drop nuggets. But I can't say follow this because it's never just one story, ever. Right. So yes, to answer your question, I can get a long, long-winded little bit, especially when I'm talking about this journey. This journey makes me smile every time because mm. it's amazing. I got to give thanks and gratitude every morning. As soon as I get to the sun come up, I give my thanks and gratitude because I've been some places and I did a lot of experience before my child. And right. good, bad, and bad, different, I waited to have my first child. My child is two. He'll be two. And I'm 41. Okay, so congratulations. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I waited and got a lot of experience in, and I don't have any regrets. And that's what's making me so at peace at this point in my life. Right. Definitely a wise choice. Um, me, myself, I started early, and, um, you know, even though this is not a topic on childhood but or parenting, but... I think that too uh, falls in the line of, um, you know, uh, being conscious and being aware because we have to address being responsible. And a lot of times when you're young and you're having children, you're not as, I mean, how naturally can you be responsible when you're not even fully woke yet, you know? Or you just have an emotional response of a 20, 18, 20 year old, you know? Right. Your emotionality has not grown. I can know when I started waking up and awakening, I realized I woke up at 18 emotionally and I had to work on her. Mm. That was my number one space because emotionally I'm reacting to things as an 18 year old. So all that came with the process of becoming. And I love her. I'm going to always use that as a. Uh, <coughs> The form of Miss, uh, former lady, first lady Michelle Obama, becoming a shanty. Mm. I had to identify how do I handle myself in this world, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Right. That's powerful. Now, now, does the child get a? Does your daughter get a a a um, African name, or does she get a? Uh, 
Great question. <laughs> okay. Uh, as African as I can get, <clears throat> I named him. Uh, the first the beginning of his name starts with Ra. So when they call him, they're going to call him God every time. Wow. And in my um, <clears throat> government name, Nishe, he got the end pieces of my government name. So his name is Rache. Look at you. Okay. Okay. That's for self. Wow. And it's a boy. Yes, it's a boy. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Wow. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Mm. Gratitude. Gratitude. And there was no, I mean, with, with, with your consort, with your, with your husband, there's no, uh, I mean, he's in a hundred percent agreeance with, with the name and he, he, he totally understands what, what it's all about. <laughs> well, sure. I, you know, sometimes as a woman, you got to just explain certain things, certain ways to men. So, uh, his name begins with, with an R. So yeah, it's your name and my name mixed together. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I hope it, whatever it takes to get the job done, right? <laughs> it was well thought. Right. Uh, I promise you. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's disrespect given all the around the way. And then um, <clears throat> his middle name is his father's first name. Okay. So all is well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's powerful. That's powerful. Um, before we get out of here, is there anything um, for for the younger black women? Um, any advice to the to the uh, black women in general? But um, you know, for the most part, the young the young sisters who may not have made the uh, transformation, you know, um, and had the experiences that you've had. I would always say, trust yourself to a young woman trust yourself because you know the answer you feel it in your gut they don't call it women's intuition for anything right and we threw all the garbage and all the stimuli of what this world is showing you because nine times out of ten it ain't real so we threw it and find what's real that's what i got so far right now wow. this is this is a real quick because I can go for days about how to navigate through all this. I'm going to start cussing now. Hold on now. <laughs> mm. All this is stimuli that tells you what you should be. Right. Well, you just should be who you are in your essence. Mm. Feel it right in your solar plexus. Mm. Be who you are. That is very powerful. Um, Say no more because, uh, that's really what seems to be everyone's initial understanding that just, you know, uh, be yourself, be real, keep it real, all of that right there. It becomes very essential. I don't think there's anything that could really be said that would be more powerful other than telling someone to, uh, you know, trust themselves and to, uh, you know, be true to self. So, goddess, I really appreciate your time. I know you got the little one there. I know you, you, you're just getting in not too long and, and, and got to do the mother thing. And, and you know, the, it's a beautiful thing for you to be able to come on and um, share some of your, your wisdom and your knowledge with us. When we do the parenting segment, I'm calling you up because <laughs> I, I, I know you got some experiences to share, you know, uh, again. I sure do. I sure do. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I had to get my emotional self set, ready to go with this little guy. 
Because I'm telling you, the first year I felt myself go through an 18-year-old parent, then a, a 25-year-old parent. I went through all those emotion and emotional rushes in the first year. Mm. And it was beautiful. Right. I can't even say it was horrible. Right. It was beautiful. It was beautiful to feel it. I got a chance to experience it for a minute, and I said, oh, you know what? Okay, we're going to put this down because now we need to get back to 30-year-old self and now into your 48-year-old self. So it's just conversation with self, and it was a beautiful space because the most important thing for a woman is to feel and to acknowledge her feelings and to give it honor and give it respect mm. in her feelings because wow. that's important. Wow, I thought we was getting out of here, but it sounds like we, you just, you just dropping more and more. <laughs> that's, I was going to just end on that note because that's my world at this moment, moment in time. Matter of fact, until the end of time. That's heavy. My that's, son. That's heavy. Feel. He's my second chapter of life. I swear for goodness. Wow. Yes. Wow, indeed. Thank you for the blessings of today. You made me smile. You definitely lifted my spirit from a harboring day, work day. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. If you don't hear it enough, I said it three times. <laughs> wow. The blessings, the bliss was is definitely um, received. And I'm glad that I could put a smile on your face. And you definitely uh, have given us some knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Don't forget, I'm calling you for that parenting segment. Ashay, <laughs> Ashay. Sister Ashanti and Zinga. Shanti, thank you so much. WNT9 Talk Radio. Peace. Peace, peace.